Hello, welcome to Crypto with Cash podcast, episode number 14, and we are back from the dead or the crypto graveyard or from somewhere where we've been hiding. Hello, Cash. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. My name's Duncan, I should say, and I'm joined by Kashaya Abassi, um, the leader of the Crypto with Cash newsletter, um, a fortnightly uh, cryptocurrency service where you recommend cryptocurrencies to our happy members, in case this is the first time anyone listening. We've had a bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks because we had a workshop event where you walked people through a um, one of your crypto picks and your strategy and uh, generally just a bit busy but we are back today uh and raring to talk about some stuff first of all cash how are you doing yeah i'm all good not too bad at all um i've had to close the curtains even though it's great weather outside because yeah. <laughs> then it just focuses on the light and everything else goes dark but it's really nice weather out today yeah we'll just pretend we're not recording this at 4 a.m it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah um have you been up too much not too much not too much um just been trying to go to the gym as much as possible try to keep it yeah. consistent and that's it really what about yourself uh what have i been doing i hung out with my nieces today mm-hmm. uh they're definitely not interested in cryptocurrency they're in- interested not, in, not yet no they're interested in breadsticks and watching peppa pig which was pretty fun <laughs> okay um, good. so we've got three topics today to talk about let me just pull them up so number one is the effects of the war in Ukraine on crypto. Um, number two is a recent upturn in the crypto market. So we've seen a bit of an uptick from where the markets were, say, last week or the week before. And the third one is something called ApeCoin and their silly NFTs. I should I should say that these topics have been suggested by uh, Josh Allen, uh, our, our overlord. So... I have read some headlines about ApeCoin, but I'm not not totally. I read that it was a scam, but I have no. I mean, there are scams out there, but ApeCoin itself is not necessarily. A it's scam. not one. Okay, so w- what would you like to start with? Uh, let's go with the uh, the Russia-Ukraine crisis at the moment. Okay, so what are your what are your general sort of. So if we try and sort of frame the conversation like around what's happening in cryptocurrency, because like at the end of the day, this is a crypto podcast, but so. What have you seen the impact of what's happening in Ukraine on the crypto markets? And also there's been quite a lot of headlines about uh, Ukraine receiving like aid through cryptocurrencies and things like that. So I just, yeah, if we just get your general thoughts on what's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, this this war situation is is terrible and I hope it you know ends as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, the, you know, focusing on the market side of things, you know, the, the, as soon as the, uh, you know, the military operation started, uh, we saw that the markets tanked because, you know, there's a whole sort of, um, un- there's, there's more uncertainty in the markets because they don't know where it's going to go, whether it's going to lead to a world war, which some people are suggesting has already started. You know, mm. other people are arguing that it's going to be contained within Ukraine. Um, you know, both sides are arguing for, for, for their national interests sort of thing. But, um, it's, it's a difficult situation, you know, it's not resolved yet. Um, hopefully it does get resolved as soon as possible. But the initial reaction of the market was sell off, you know, people were selling off trying to, uh, you know, minimize their risks. Uh, the S&P 500, which, you know, 
has been going up consistently since the 1970s, um, maybe even further actually, but you know, hasn't been able to make a new high in, in months. Um, before the before the conflict, it was making, uh, it was hitting new all-time highs almost daily. Yeah, for like a year after the crash in 2020, yeah. I guess when COVID yeah. was announced. And it just, yeah, the yeah, global it was on a rally course, since then. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So the global markets have been hit. Um, stocks have been um, affected as well. Like I think Facebook was down 50, 60%, something crazy. Uh, PayPal's down 40, 50% as well. Mm. Um, but we are seeing some recovery actually right now. The S&P 500 is rallying. It's green for the day, which is good to see. BTC is green for the day as well. Ethereum as well, um, approaching $3,000, which is good to see. Uh, Bitcoin is back above the 41,600 level that we mentioned at the time of yeah. recording days, <laughs> uh, which is, of course, good. It needs to remain there and um, consolidate for a few days before we can see some higher highs. So it's, I guess it makes sense if when the world is uncertain, people are moving their assets out of um, uncertain markets, I guess, like stocks are a volatile asset, crypto much more volatile asset. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess, interest rates went up yesterday, but that doesn't seem to have had an impact on the crypto markets or stocks. Yeah, yet. it was largely priced in. I mean, right after the news came out, there was a sell-off, but, you know, it's gone back up since then, mm. um, which is good to see. Uh, it was largely priced in. There was only a risk of it being um, the, the hikes were meant to be, uh, they were there were discussions that it could be, 0.5%, but um, no, they stuck to their guns and now, you know, the markets are back up again. Yeah, just for anyone that doesn't know, and I I, don't, I always thought the relationship between interest rates and sort of stocks was like, if you've got higher interest rates, generally people would move their money into, say, you know, bonds or whatever to have, to have it in a safer asset that has decent yields and then because the yields were so low people were putting more and more money into higher risk assets just to try and generate returns beat inflation or you know make some yeah. money um that's not always the case there's been periods of time where like you've had high interest rates and high um you know stock market investment as well um but yeah like the, the, yes yeah, so it's like a relationship that sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, but this event like... was largely priced in already. Yeah, um, yeah. There may be some more over the year, but this one in particular was priced in. Everyone was expecting it. <clears throat> you know, we've had a essentially two years of up only. Everything yeah. has been going up. You know, you could you could close your eyes and throw a dart <laughs> on a on a stock or a crypto, and it would go up. But um, now, you know, we. Uh, we're seeing uh, a shift and we are seeing that the markets are recovering again and hopefully we can see it hitting new highs um, again later this year. Yeah, I think something, I think you said this in the workshop, but like if you're investing in, um, in crypto, in the crypto market because it's going up, when it starts going down, your investment thesis is, is like null and void because it's not doing, but if you're investing in like, you know coins you've researched like like you do with the crypto with cash yeah your investment thesis hasn't changed like you know these it doesn't mean because the market or a price of a coin is coming down it doesn't mean that that coin is suddenly like rubbish 
Yeah, exactly. Short-term um, price fluctuations yeah. don't, you know, alter our long-term thesis. Yeah. So you're the you know you know those you know twenty page or whatever write-ups you do on each coin aren't just you know <laughs> aren't just for show. Like they're kind of yeah you know but yeah. It's something um, I always try to stress to people that you know this crypto with cash service we are focused on the long term. So yes, it's good to keep up with day-to-day -day news and events, but our focus is on the long term because we see these coins trading much higher in the long term. Yeah. And just to go back to Ukraine, so one some of the headlines I've seen is about crypto donations to um so I guess there's two sides to this. There was there were some headlines about the amount of money that had been donated through crypto and apparently you Ukraine has legalized it as a currency, but I'm not, I just sort of glanced at those headlines. And the other side of it was whether sort of sanctioned rich Russian people were moving um, moving some of their assets into the crypto space. I don't know whether they, that was actually happening. I mean, do you know any more about that, those two things? Or? Yeah, so directly after, um, you know, the military operation was announced on February 24th, we saw a um, huge volume coming in from B BTC and uh, ruble pairs on most exchanges, if not all exchanges. But um, I don't think people have been, you know, flocking to crypto as much people uh, would have you believe online. You know, yeah. yes, there was an increase in volume, but um, I don't think, you know, Russian oligarchs are necessarily going to start buying off Bitcoin, especially when a lot of exchanges can simply if, yeah. if if you know the government forces them to can can ban or or seize these assets used by Russian mm. oligarchs. So um, yes, we saw some of it happening, but I don't think it's like a, a widespread sort of um, incident. Yeah, because Bitcoin is essentially very transparent, especially if you're having to move money in from the traditional financial space. You know, then they can just track every Bitcoin transaction you make. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I guess a lot of the money is in assets, like hard assets, like planes and property. Yeah, and, and it's very interesting know. because, as you mentioned, these uh, the Ukrainian government actively were were promoting um, crypto donations through their Twitter mm. pages and social media accounts. And last I checked, um, they they had raised over a hundred million dollars, which is huge. Yeah. Um, we're not exactly sure what they're going to do with the money. Um, I heard that they they started um buying bulletproof vests um if i'm not mistaken but apart from that i'm not sure exactly what the money is going to be used for but whether it's going to be used uh to fund the military or humanitarian sort of yeah 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 there seems to be different i don't know about donating crypto but there seems to be different sort of like places you can donate to which specifically like um don't sort of fund military action if you know you don't feel good about that kind of thing yeah, um, yeah. so just to go back to we can't you kind of touched already on like the recent uptick if we can call it that yeah <laughs> like bitcoin uh, how low did bitcoin get recently like sort of 38 well, or lower or check it went down to around 34 right okay. and now at the time of recording is over 41 800 sure and what are your sort of, I know that you can't really predict the future, but what are your sort of feelings about the market in general at the moment? You know, there's um, the way it works is whenever there's a positive development in the Ukraine, Russia-Ukraine crisis, the market reacts immediately. So as right. soon as uh, they 
you know, negotiations start. There are some positive headlines, um, you know, possible discussions about there being a ceasefire. The market rallies up straight away. Mm. Um, but then after the uh, meetings are over, they say, oh, no, we're going to follow with our um, follow on from what we want to essentially the objectives uh, both sides are saying we're not going to stop unless we meet our objectives and mm. then the market you know crashes again because the people realize that you know the, the conflict is not over yeah uh, there's no way of telling whether this conflict will be end you know ended soon or whether it's going to continue for weeks and months like many other conflicts we've seen in the past um so i guess it's like yeah. it's very reactive and it's even though that's quite a jump from 34 to 41 it's very quite narrow for crypto i guess like so yeah. we're not talking about seeing bitcoin go back above 60 unless something maybe big happens uh exactly you know big a big change happens geopolitically i guess i mean generally speaking looking at looking at um you know price action for bitcoin throughout the year uh his, history shows that in april it generally does have a good year again previous yeah. um, events are not indicative of future events yeah. but uh, there there is some hope to that um maybe maybe next month we'll see some more green uh, price action yeah because like you said a lot of this is cyclical for markets anyway because you can't just have a market that goes up in a long green line yeah. you know there are recessions there are you know there are pullbacks and stuff i guess um number three on our topic list today is ApeCoin and Ape NFTs. Yeah, uh, I saw something on Reddit about it, but I really have no idea what it is. Uh, so, what is happening? Can you tell us? Yeah, so um, this ApeCoin is the is a coin created by the founders of Board Apes, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, which is one of the top NFTs. Um, it's essentially a cartoon ape with different um, hairstyles, different. Um, <laughs> facial features right. you know it's, it's a it's an nft collection that's gone viral um i know eminem bought one for four hundred thousand dollars brazilian footballer neymar bought one for two three hundred thousand dollars i think paris hilton has one um mark cuban has one and did they celebrities were people were the celebrities kind of uh part of a marketing campaign with, with the people question. that were launching the nfts that was a that's a good question because there definitely was um you know there i saw that this company was essentially well there were reports that they were paying celebrities to mm. use a certain platform to buy the nfts um, right. so maybe they were getting paid to purchase them and being given the apes you know the board apes for free um it's very difficult to tell uh yes you can see the transactions on the uh the blockchain but you can you can it's very difficult to say whether they've been paid to mm. you know off the blockchain to promote these. or even or even if like they sort of guaranteed like you know we, we're going to invest this much in marketing so we can sort of almost guarantee that the nfts are going to be at a higher value at least for the following months or whatever yeah exactly and um i guess the the, the fact that we're talking about this right now yeah. is testament to their marketing working yeah um, we need to take some tips out of their book for crypto cash <laughs> yeah Just, uh it, they've done very well you know i think they were recently valued at over four or five billion dollars which is which is crazy for a project that essentially came out um 
a year ago, if not two years ago, you know. And is that is that the coin that's valued at that? Yeah, so or the, the NFT. No, the board NFT. Um, so there's a floor price. I think there's ten thousand um, different variations, and essentially the NFT itself is worth around five billion dollars. Um, the project five billion, five, five, five billion. billion, yeah. What as in and how many and there's ten thousand different a, there's around eight. ten thousand different ones and the floor price this is this one is of making them is around two hundred two hundred grand. Right, okay. And how do they does somebody set the floor price? So they um, if I'm not mistaken, they actually raised some money recently and the project, you know, the founders, the company, I think it's Yuga Labs, uh, it was recently valued at five billion dollars. And this is a company that's come out of nowhere essentially. Yeah. Um they recently announced uh, they recently launched this ApeCoin, which is essentially a governance token uh, for the whole eco the whole ecosystem. So essentially, mm. by holding the coins, you can decide what direction, what partnerships the uh, the project actually um, they, they they make. Right. Okay. And is it the kind of uh, governance where it's basically like a uh, a, like a poll rather than because some 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 like governance in crypto like something literally can't happen with a crypto project a protocol unless a certain governance vote is threshold is reached like it yeah, just essentially it, it won't allow you, to... you voting rights yeah okay but but is it still that company that then says okay we choose to to listen or not to it listen depends. to depends i think it depends what sort of what aspects of the project they give to token holders Right. Okay. Um, you know, different projects have different levels of allowing the public to decide or token holders to decide the direction of the company. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about this ApeCoin um, cryptocurrency is, is that it was airdropped to the token holders. So essentially, by holding onto the tokens, uh, the NFT, sorry, you would be airdropped these tokens for free. Right. Okay. Um, I know the a couple of these uh, large owners. So one of the uh, like there's a person on Twitter who owned over a hundred of these, and uh, the you know the board ape NFTs. And mm. uh, the airdrop for him was worth over nineteen million dollars. And there was wow. another one who had over sixty of these NFTs, and the airdrop was worth like twelve million dollars for them. So this, I'm guessing, like the average person is completely priced out of owning an ape NFT by now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at launch, it was zero point zero eight Ethereum, which at the time right. was around uh, maybe two three hundred dollars. So if okay. you held on from the launch until now, then of course you've done very well. Yeah. And so on top of holding an NFT, which has gone up in, in like drastically in value, you also get this airdrop, which is now worth tens or if not hundreds of thousands as well. Yeah. So you, it's not a scam coin it's just another project that's you know and the nft no, it's not a scam but interestingly enough if you google apecoin at least on my computer the first link that comes up on google is a scam link it's someone who's paid to have their website shown right at the top and it's that's, a complete scam that's the same with anchor protocol like i keep reading on the reddit forums like pe yeah people have like there was a guy yeah. first the other day who lost money because he clicked on the first link on google paid ad and it was a scam you think yeah google is not doing a good job at sort of not at all not at all uh, there's, there's loads of different uh, scams on here actually um one thing i'd recommend is when you do you do a google search for something related to crypto do not click on any links that have been advertised 
yeah usually say like either go through the verified twitter account or yeah or bookmark um exactly yeah website pages you, you know uh are legit and yeah and, and also something you've been giving advice in the week because pe people received email from binance that just looked dodgy uh, yeah. it turns out it's not dodgy <laughs> it's just them yeah. <laughs> but yeah you gave some great advice uh it was like a game things. where the last person to press the button wins a bitcoin yeah. which is which sounds very familiar because there's loads of these scams going around but this one in particular turned out to be legit but i always implore people not to click on links through their emails instead go through the app itself go in your notifications and see what you have there avoid mm -hmm. clicking on any links because there are going to be people who are trying to take advantage of you know binance doing this sort of program yeah you could just send the same email or yeah same exactly email. yeah um, so avoid I, clicking on any links for emails yeah uh, I, I was going to ask you because i've got no idea like what are this what is the state just going back to apecoin and nfts in general what is the state of the nft markets during this crypto crash yeah, that's a good like, question. So there are indexes that show um, interest in NFTs have fallen. I mean, if even if you go on Google Trends right now, it peaked yeah. around January, and okay. interest in NFTs have dropped around 50-60% now. But the indexes are showing uh, signs of recovery as well, in line with the wider markets. Right. Okay. Um, so they have they've been doing generally well. It's kind of difficult to measure it exactly because they don't have the same sort of liquidity. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a one on one in one exchange that you're making as opposed to you, you know, trading with hundreds of millions of people um yeah. around the world. With NFTs you have to find one direct buyer on the other side. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm curious how NFTs are used in the future because what right now it sounds like it's kind of mirroring the broader market, but whether it becomes something um in, yeah, like an like a, a safe asset or something, or you know, a very long term asset, or like something. I that think it's it's definitely here to or... stay. Maybe not necessarily with the projects that are popular now. Mm. Um, a lot of these projects will go to zero, uh, zero inevitably. But um, I think NFTs as a concept, as a technology, are here to here to stay. Um, NFT um, have been added and integrated into Twitter now, so right, okay. you can change your profile picture to an nft and you can verify it on the blockchain and this yeah. is integrated into twitter itself um i think they are being added to uh, instagram soon as well which is right. huge um not exactly sure when that will come up uh, they haven't announced it a date for it but that will definitely be coming out soon yeah um, it'll be interesting to see what people's responses to that are because you know there's there's mixed opinions when it comes to nfts one people one side believe that they're complete scams mm. and they're destroying the earth because of the environmental impact of mining and the other side believe that they're the future of everything everything will one day be an nft um, i think mark zuckerberg recently said that he believes the the the, the metaverse economy is going to be as large as the real life economy one day and mm. nfts are going to be you know a crucial aspect of this so yeah we'll have to see what happens yeah um, i think we'll, we'll finish in a minute but i just i just wanted to it's quite a uh a lot of the stuff that's going on in crypto and nfts is it's very uh sorry i'm trying to say like 
on the one side you have nfts you know you've got like uh there's one of the it's very sort of like ownership centric and capitalistic i guess you know like yeah. this is a digital representation of ownership mm -hmm. um and then you have like this open source nature of crypto that's like here's the code for bitcoin anyone can go and set up a new bitcoin call it something different it's very yeah. accessible and open and like nobody owns this like so it's it's almost like this clash of not clash like these two different worlds like i just find it interesting like um yeah just i guess i just yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there the defo isn't consensus within the crypto community there are mm. sites like for example there are uh, bitcoin maximalists who believe that everything other than bitcoin is a scam yeah they believe I've, even I've ethereum is a scam <laughs> despite ethereum you know being the platform which has perhaps popularized crypto in many ways mm. a lot of these coins we see going viral like dogecoin for example or shiba inu um and a lot of these other projects which are more popular there that nowadays are because of ethereum if, if mm. ethereum didn't exist then we perhaps wouldn't see all these meme coins well, it's yeah. got it's it's also the introduced so many different use cases for cryptocurrency you know yeah. in terms of i mean you could there's lots of downsides and stuff but like in terms of generating interest or all kinds of things that bitcoin i mean it sounds like it might be able to do some of that stuff in the future with different yeah. layers like ethereum is but ethereum made that a reality much quicker and interestingly enough uh vitalik buterin who is the co-founder of mm. ethereum is actually being featured on time on the front cover of time yeah for the next uh for the next article that goes out and satoshi hasn't so yeah for the next edition that goes <laughs> out, and satoshi hasn't <laughs> not yet anyway <laughs> um so, yeah Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today, Cash. Thank you very much. And we'll try and get back into a regular routine of doing this weekly. And um, thank you for everyone that's listened. And if you would like in more information about the Crypto with Cash uh, newsletter service, well, there'll be a link under this video. And if you want to ask us any questions, you can pop them under. Um, you can email us. I don't have an email to give you. Or you can put comments in the YouTube video um, or send us questions by carrier pigeon um and we'd appreciate it if you like subscribe we've already said comment send cash flowers um send him some big bright purple uh curtains yeah why not can, why not yeah a different different set of curtains for each episode going forward okay there we go. again thank you for your time cash and thank you everyone for listening take care thank you yeah you too cheers Bye.